What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in order to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than power of conversation? I'm Mark Francis in the host seat today, and we are playing musical chairs. If you're watching us, um, we can have a little shake up here. I'm going to look to my left, your right. And look at Miss Locke. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank Rose, you. Rose, thank you so much for yeah. being here. Oh, you're welcome. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I meant to have day. some balloons oh. or something here for you. Pop some confetti. <laughs> That's okay. But yes, happy birthday. It's a it I is had a breakfast good day. with a friend, and my granddaughter's birthday is today. Also, she's one, so good. we get to share that together. Sharing the birthday. Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Thanks for being here. I know you're feeling a little under the weather, so you can just cough or sneeze or whatever you need to do whenever you feel like it. So you've heard his laugh a little bit already. To my right, this is pastor of local outreach, Scott Santmeyer. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. To the podcast. So Mark is feeling a little under the weather, but also we had a really unique worship service this past week. And we already, weeks ago, told Mark, you can take this week off. There is a lot to unpack. So Rose, you gonna you can unpack the the worship planning component of it and the whole 75 minutes. Scott, you were part of the service as well. And uh, the emphasis being on prayer. And so Rose, I'll turn to you first. Give us your take of kind of what this means to you to launch the year like this. Oh, it was so fun. And I, I kind of enjoy these January 1st services. A lot of times, or we'll say first of the year services, because a lot of times um, one of the things we fight, I think, as a worship planning team is we spend a lot of time and energy on Christmas, as we should, but sometimes then we're tired, mm -hmm. and so we get sick. Or um, the ne the first service of the year, if we're not really careful, can lose its intentionality or lose some energy, but it's a really important way to kick us into the new year. Mm -hmm. Last year, maybe it was two years ago, we did a service that we were looking, where was God? I think it was 2020, right? Where was God in 2020? So yeah. that was the beginning of 2021, sure. right? We asked the question, where was God in 2020? So we looked back at the year behind us mm -hmm. and what God had managed to do mm -hmm. among us, even though it was COVID and it was a hard year in many ways. Um, and this year, we kind of did the opposite, right? We kicked off into what is God going to do in the future? And how are we going to join him there? And how can we enhance and enrich our prayer mm -hmm. lives in the process? And I just thought the service, I I. I really felt the spirit of God moving on Saturday night. I thought it was a really powerful service, and I thought that it accomplished the things that we wanted it to, which was model for our congregation what an excellent prayer life could look like, what different kinds of prayer were. It allowed our congregation to participate in corporate prayers, to listen to prayers, to have silent times of confession, to pray for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I just thought it was a great way to start 2021 mm. and 2020. Wait, what year is it? 2023. Three. It was a great a way to start behind, 2023. Yeah. And I thought um, that, I mean, I hope that it defines my spiritual yeah. life for 2023. And yeah. I loved the title. Mark Carey called it On Bended Knee in 23. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really appreciated what I saw God doing, because not everybody gets to see this, but I was able to be part of the um, brainstorming team for the focus that's starting mm -hmm. literally right now that Scott's been a key part of. And I think um, I saw that team coming back and just really wanting to emphasize prayer. And then on the other side, 
Mark Carey, who was not part of that process, although I think he tends to have his ear to the ground in many ways. Um, Mark Carey, on the other hand, I heard him saying that he wanted to start the year 2023 in prayer as well. Yeah. So what I saw happening behind the scenes was God just really bringing together a service where we could really just um, pray for and with one another. And it was a real blessing to me. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I, I want to come back to it a lot this year. Well, you mentioned FSAT, and that's... You were there at FSAT, so was I, yes. and that's one of four worship services right. over the weekend where all of them were essentially the same, so there's nothing unique or special about that, but that was your first experience of what the worship exactly. service was Exactly, and I should, have, I should have said that yeah. too, because I'm sure that, I well, I would hope that everyone who experienced that worship service experienced the same thing mm-hmm. I did. It's just that I happened to experience it first mm-hmm. on Saturday night, and then the rest of the yeah. weekend for me is just kind of a rehashing right. with a different twist. Different perspectives. Yeah. But Scott, for you, you were able to participate in three out of the Three out of four. four. Yeah. So just share a little bit about your your perspective of the service, but also just your preparation for the mm-hmm. service, being you know, a part of it. And again, looking at prayer, and Mark laid out the outline of acts, yeah. right? Yeah. Of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. You were asked to look at the supplication component of it. But mm-hmm. just, yeah, share your perspective as the, as the pastor here in this episode. Yeah, and it's it, it, in that acronym, um, it kind of tees up supplication. Um, and I think people are probably more in tune with supplication than they are with the other three. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't spend as much time in adoration, just sitting in the, the presence and basking in the glory of who God is. And, and then confession, I mean... It, my guess is most folks go, you know, I spend about, uh, you know, 2% of my <laughs> prayer time in confession. Uh, Thanksgiving, we're a little more in tune to Thanksgiving. But supplication is where most people are, that's their wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. for me, in pre- preparing for that, I, I wanted to take people outside of what their normal routine is going to be about. Mm. Uh, so often when we think of supplication, we're, we're praying for ourselves. You know, we're asking for ourselves. Yep. So I wanted to take people outside of that that realm uh, and and add uh, kind of some a broader vision to what supplication could be. Yeah, it's neat because I talk about my community group a lot because we meet the day before this episode, hmm. and it's kind of reviewing the sermon and being able to unpack this idea of prayer there are some really good questions that were asked that i love to chat about but at the end we always do pray mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're right the prayer requests that commonly come out of the end of a community group time is the things that are impacting me or my life or my family and mm-hmm. so that's generally our go-to as human beings <laughs> our go-to instinct is what do i need what do i need to pray for you know that will impact my little world and as opposed to kind of where you led us of thinking macro of the world, of nations, of leaders, of where we live, where we work, where we play, nothing about that until it got to the living in our own personal families really, I think, was personal to us. So it pushed the boundaries, mm-hmm. set an example, set a model to the congregation of what supplication can really become mm-hmm. instead of just our self-focus. Yeah, I think I am. Uh, I, I w- one of the things that struck me about the service in the process of planning the service 
was the way that that particular outline and adoration, it's, there's no magic that they have to be in that order, right? right. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Right. There's no magic to that, except that it reinforces the gospel message, right? So there's a holy God and we have a need <laughs> to be reconciled to that mm-hmm. holy God. And thank, thanks to his sending his son to die for us, we are reconciled to him mm-hmm. and now we have to walk. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that ACTS acronym enhances that idea of the gospel. And I think when we allow that, the gospel to impact our prayer lives, um, then that's when we start to see our prayer lives kind mm-hmm. of come to life if you'll that's true that and we're, we're always told and we're thinking of you know we want to rehearse the gospel we want to live out the gospel or we want to you know just live in a way that is remembering you know what the gospel is well that's an example of it you know and and there's using jesus as a model we looked at the lord's prayer using that model something that we did last night in our community group was where where is acts where are those key words within the context of the Lord's Prayer. And it's it's interesting to think about how Jesus is our example mm-hmm. of how, what was his prayer life like? And then it, to me, it goes to the heart of, well, let's define prayer. What is prayer? Mark hit on it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that, you know, how do you define prayer as huh? praying without ceasing? And, mm-hmm. you know, this constant communion in relationship and talking to God. Um, it's not just a one and done thing, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I find that interesting to think through of like, well, if we're looking at Jesus as our example mm-hmm. and we see the Lord's prayer, the disciples were like, teach us how to pray, show us, show us what it is. Yeah. And there wasn't much about like, well, this is what I need. The supplication mm-hmm. part of the Lord's prayer is is very minimal. It you is. Know? So, uh, you know, I'm curious, Scott, give us your take then also on how would you define prayer and what does that look like in modeling Jesus's example? Yeah. And, you know, Mark, Mark's little quick definition was just talking with God. You know, that's as as simple as it gets, but it is, it's a relational building time. You know, you think if, if you're going to build a relationship with somebody, there's conversations going on. Um, and so often we do think of prayer as, as just us talking at God. Mm-hmm. But, and something that you know, we, we don't often do in corporate worship, but taking time to be silent before God, to, to allow Him to bring Scripture to mind, to allow His Spirit to roam through our hearts. And so there is this two-way conversation going mm-hmm. on. Um, and it's... It, you know, praying without ceasing. There's this, this time consumption, you know, that that takes. Um, Brendan Manning, and I don't remember which one of his books talks about praying like he breathes. Hmm. There's this hmm. back and forth, and that, that for him, um, it becomes a rhythm in his life mm-hmm. that. And we have rhythms in our lives, and whether we think about it or not, we have rhythms in our lives. Uh, and and prayer so often is not a rhythm that we um, that we invest in very often. Um, it's not a habit hmm. that we often form, um, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be. 
Uh, and being is that we kind of kicked off the year with prayer, that's my hope was that some folks would walk away from Sunday morning thinking, you know, prayer is a habit that I want to invest in. It's it's a it's a discipline that I want to to step into deeper. Mm-hmm. That was definitely my takeaway. Well, and I'm I'm anxious to get like I already was on Amazon. Um, the J. Hudson Taylor book, mm-hmm. you know, that Mark Carey mentioned, The Spiritual Secrets. I think anytime, anytime one of these great missionaries of the faith, and J. Hudson Taylor certainly was one, someone who really walked in complete faith and dependence on God, um, anytime that we can get inside their spiritual mind, then that's going to only benefit us. And so I'm really anxious to get my hands on that book hmm. and really um, dig into someone like Jay Hudson Taylor and his prayer life. Um, I, think, I think prayer is just a really, um, it is, I think it is a hard thing for some people because there's like people will question the sovereignty of God and how that relates to prayer. You know what I mean, I appreciated really what Mark said. <laughs> His, I'm just a little godder, G O D D E R. What a great unpack name. that because even love... our community group, some of them were like, I didn't get that. Like, what does oh, that mean? Oh, yeah. well, I, I've totally been med actually, I've been meditating on that almost as much as anything else that Mark said on Sunday. Because the idea that do I really believe that God is as almighty? and as powerful mm-hmm. and as loving and caring as we all say he is. Mm-hmm. Do I really believe it? Believe it? Mm-hmm. And, and my prayer life kind of manifests that because I think, I don't know, I'll, I'll just, I, I tend to be pretty transparent, so I'll just be transparent. There are things that I would really love to see God do in my world Sometimes I'm afraid to ask God, and it in the heart and in my core, I'm afraid to ask, because if God doesn't do that, is that going to shake my faith in who God is, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. So then that means that my view of God, somehow, the, the fact that I don't want to communicate those things to God in a pleading way shows that there's something wrong in my view of God, that I don't entirely trust who he is or I don't entirely understand or know who he is, which then brings us back to his word, right? It means I haven't spent enough time meditating on his word to have that continual back and forth relationship. So I think sometimes what we see, the weaknesses we see in our prayer life, we can actually drill down to their weaknesses in our view of God, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because you, you can get so wrapped up, again, circling back to our prayers are about ourselves. Right. And so if we're praying for those prayers of, you know, Lord, heal this person or, or help meet my financial needs or help me with this relationship, it's all this me focus. And then when they don't happen, you can go down a slippery slope. Uh, and I've had friends that this has happened to where you start questioning God's character and his sovereignty. And if you don't start there understanding who God is and then you're making these prayer requests right and and maybe it's like maybe not praying hard enough maybe I'm not taking these next right steps then for it these becomes all about you again yeah it's all about you again yeah and, and then it, again and then you're, now you're questioning God and there's this right. component of prayer being a, a growth factor for us personally in knowing that I'm just going to go to Lord with these requests, not even about myself, but anything in this constant daily conversation with him, it's walking in the spirit. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can equate it to that com- that level of how Jesus did model that of his constant daily. Uh, you got to imagine how he was able to overcome temptation and and live without sinning. There is this walking with the Holy Spirit, this constant daily moment by moment mm-hmm. communion, conversation, prayer. Yeah. It with almost God. feels like sometimes that prayer is where our faith. You know, they, there's that old saying where the rubber meets the road. You know, it's almost like sometimes it feels like prayer is that place where our view of God and our daily walk kind of touch each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if we if we so little Godder, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't think God is powerful enough or strong enough or loves us enough or cares for us enough, or if we don't think we can trust Him, mm-hmm. then we're not going to share our deepest hurts and sorrows and wants and needs with Him, because either we don't believe that He can meet those. Mm-hmm. Or we don't trust that if he's not meeting what we think is best, that then he's not really good, mm-hmm. right? And so it has to be this, like, I mean, if you think of it as rubber meeting the road, it has to be like that the car is who God is. And if we know that he's good and we know that he is all-powerful and we know that he is all-knowing and we know that he is omniscient and all of those omni-words that I that mm-hmm. I tend to forget— when we know and really believe those to our core, then prayer becomes this like, it, it becomes less about what we need and what we want and more about acknowledging that God knows what we need and what we want and help align our needs and our wants with what is best for God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I was challenged this past weekend was in two components of prayer. This one component that we're unpacking of this daily moment by moment kind of thing. But then to be more intentional with specific requests like what you're talking about, Rose, of I, I do need to pray for these things. And I need to, if God puts it on my heart, I need to go to the Lord with these specific requests. And it can be praying for someone else. It can mm-hmm. be praying for a community. It can be praying for just anything else that God is laying on your heart in that moment and to be more intentional with those, I'm going to set aside these moments of my day to say, I'm going to open with prayer, close with prayer in the middle. You know, so there is, I'm viewing this as two facets and I don't know if I'm, right. I don't know, taking it out of, out of context, but just this daily moment by moment communication with God, but then to, for me to be more intentional with those specific requests. Right. And, and I mean, I've been thinking about that with this whole evangelism focus. And um, I got today to preview some of the, um, they're going to do these really great, um, I think, Scott, you've been instrumental in writing them, but these really great bridge building cards. And this morning I got to see some of that um, mm-hmm. draft material. And um, I really love those one 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 cards. And I really love that they count, they come up in the first couple weeks. And so I've really, there's two people that God has brought to my heart that I that I see on a regular basis, um, and I work with them on a regular basis, but I don't think they have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. I'm a little afraid to pray for them because um, God's probably going to choose to use me in, mm. in <laughs> gonna, you know what I mean? He's going to make you take a step. He's mm. going to make me take a step, right? Mm. If, yeah. When I start praying for them, Specifically, and I'm the Christian influence that walks in their world, then God is probably going to like encourage me to say some things or do some things that are outside my comfort zone and are really mm-hmm. hard for me. And frankly, it would be easier for me in my life if he didn't do that. So, and that's what I mean about prayer and like, 
like how we view God and if we like so in my head I've been like so can I trust God with that prayer like can I trust God that if he asks me to do that I can do it and that it will be okay because his Holy Spirit will be walking through me the answer is yes Mm -hmm. I still have the fear chalk that up to like one of the five points that Mark was like why am I not praying that could be number six, <laughs> number right? Six, uh, right. Just basically the fear of if I go down this path, what is God going to do in my world to shake me up? <laughs> you know, like that. But now it's about me again. And that's yeah. what's wrong because because it really needs to be my primary, my primary desires for those two people to come to know Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if God has to use me to do that, then he will. Yeah. Maybe I'll pray that he'll use someone else, but maybe he'll use me. We'll see. <laughs> but you can all, I mean, that was one of the points that really impacted mm-hmm. me was I just don't know what to pray for. My life is good. I'm feeling okay. And again, it was the way Mark phrased it, it still was about myself in yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of mode of... of my life is good, no major distractions. I'm, I don't really know what to pray for, so I'm just going to live my life and keep cruising. And Mark referenced it. I got cancer, and boy, my prayer life was big, you know, because, yeah. again, there's that self kind of component to it. Yeah. So in your preparation for this supplication kind of prayer, how did that, how did that impact where you, you thought it made sense to model for the congregation? Yeah. So, again, for me, I'm I'm I want to push people beyond what they normally think of, mm-hmm. um, and and to pray, not just because in that time of supplication, it was also a, uh, kind of an outwardly focused supplication, mm-hmm. not an inwardly focused supplication. Um, you know, when you see all of Paul's prayers for individuals, he's praying. For them, he, you never you never see him go. Oh, but wait, let me tell you what to pray for me. <laughs> you know, um, and there are times when he'll say things like, uh, "Pray that my gospel is clear," mm. and but then he turns that around and says, uh, "But I want you to live lives that are that are so excellent that people question mm. why you're living excellent lives." Um, so I wanted people to think outside of themselves. Um, and how that's modeled over and over and over again, um, you know. And uh, Jesus in his model prayers, um, you know, when his his, you know, the every time he he we see him praying, you know, he's not just praying for himself. Mm. He is praying for those around him. He and you know, there are times when he's praying for every believer in the future. Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. where he's he's saying, you know. You know, these these people are coming. <laughs> he knows we're coming, uh, and and he's praying for them thousands of years in advance. How often do we think about praying for people thousands of years in advance? N- never, um, you know. But do we pray for? You know, let's just in our own families. How often do we pray for our children? Okay, that's a little little more often. But how often do we pray for our neighbors' kids? our neighbor's grandkids, mm-hmm. our neighbor's, you know, in, in general. We never, or, or not never, but very rarely do we think of beyond us. Mm-hmm. So in my preparation, I just wanted people to think beyond themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's why we've been left here. Mm-hmm. If it was just about us and Jesus, well, then there's no need for us to be here. We could have gotten sucked into heaven the moment that we trusted Christ, and things would have been fun, fun and fantastic. But we've been left here for a purpose. 
And that purpose is to be the providers of the gospel. We are to be Jesus in these people's lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the very first and easiest step is to pray for them. Which is a great segue into where we're going as a church over these next several weeks and months to come and years and lifetime to come. You know, there's this idea of, well, a, a typical focus at Fellowship Bible Church, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about this upcoming focus, is, is like a three-month period where we focus on something as a family and as a church, and we live, learn, and grow in it, and then we move on. This upcoming focus that's going to launch right now, mm-hmm. called Building Bridges, is meant to be a little something deeper than that. So give us yeah. a... Uh, We'd love to see it be a paradigm shift yeah. in the way the church interacts with the community Hmm. Um, and and part of that is the church grew so quickly so rapidly and became this this behemoth of people it became a small town when people asked me about fellowship i said it's kind of like a small town (laughs) you know it's uh there's some small towns that are smaller than this uh, quite honestly and um so we have all those things that a small town deals with and it's all about keeping the small town going and the small town rarely says, you know, what do the people in the next small town need? Almost never. Hmm. So, but we're different. We're, we're a body of believers that have been sent into the world. So this focus is, is really focusing on how and where have we been sent hmm. as individuals, as a body of believers, uh, and then how are we going to go about doing that? Hmm. And what are the things we can do? And I talked about this a little before. What are the habits that we can build hmm. into our lives that help us and reinforce those things? Hmm. Um, we're real good at the habit of coming to church on Sunday hmm. or Saturday. We, we, we get in a habit of that. Or coming to a biblical training class or coming to a small group or a community group. We're really good. We have good habits of those things. But what are the habits hmm that take us back out into the world and it starts with prayer start and so we can attempt to do all the things in of ourselves and it's gonna just flop i mean so it begins with god ends with god and so through this season of prayer that really was launched this past weekend from what we're talking about with this service is is leading us into a season of prayer to look beyond our walls um, I'm excited because we're going to get a chance to chat and and have an episode for the Fellowship Family Podcast this coming mm-hmm. Friday um, with John Avery. Um, so you can learn way more about what's going to go on behind the scenes with that with that episode. Um, you know, just final thoughts. You know, so any were there any New Year's resolutions <laughs> that that now we want to unpack or unveil before we leave here that were renewed or initiated because of this weekend's worship services well i don't i mean i think i've already been pretty transparent about <laughs> it, but you know i i mean there are things that um i think the focus is i think the focus on prayer is really good for all of us right now and I, so i think at least for me personally i am praying specifically for two individuals mm. and i have prayed for them in the past they've god has brought for the last couple of years, God has brought these two individuals to my mind often, and so I've just decided to really spend an extra concerted amount of time praying for them. Also, I'm really, really challenged. Like I said, like I really want to. Um, I, I, I agree. We don't spend enough time in adoration. We don't spend enough time in who God is, mm-hmm. and so 
I'm per, I'm personally wanting to spend more time in some prayers of adoration, just who God is and what he's done for me. And um, because when I know how big God is, then my problems become really tiny and um, what he can do hmm. through um, Fellowship Bible Church and through me becomes even more broadened. So, hmm. I mean, that's how I left the service personally. Scott, how about you? Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, being more consistent in my prayer for those people that God has me around in the spheres of influence that he has me in. Um, you know, it's real easy for me to get up on a Sunday morning or a Saturday and go, hey, this is what we're going to pray about. Mm-hmm. But Monday comes around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm like, oh, you know, I should be about that. Mm. Uh, so that's one of those things that stand out to me. And then I, I really, my hope and prayer is that God would bring about some folks who this just catches them on fire mm. and that they kind of come to the surface and that God would allow me to, to just come alongside them and to to kind of ride that wave with them for a while, uh, to mm. hear their stories mm. of, of life transformation with their the people that they live, work, and play with, how God used them. Those are the things for me that not only excite me, but I'm, but I can point other people to and go, yeah. you know, here's a great story. This is a, you know, like you need to hear so-and-so's interaction with their neighbors or the guy that they work with. Those are things that I really. And that encourages say. others when sure. you're able to share those stories. Yeah. And, and yeah, I hope that it does catch fire and that we are able to share those stories with each other. And, you know, this is a platform, the Fellowship Family podcast is a platform for stories so we'd love to hear from you because like we want to know like what is god doing in your world what is god doing in your prayer life what is god doing with your relationships to where you see him at work Mm. and um that's encouraging to the whole body so let us know because that's exciting so look out for the episode this coming friday where we'll get a chance to chat more about the the focus coming up building bridges um things to think through um upcoming things at Fellowship Bible Church. It's almost like a new year and a new seasons of things that are kicking, re-kicking off. Um, so you have the Biblical Training Center classes are relaunching this coming Sunday. You have community groups gathering back together again, which by the way, if you're not a part of one, you can still go to the website, you can still go to the church office, call, email, go to the website and just let us know which which one you might be connect, wanting to connect with. Um, there's other adult ministries that are going on and relaunching, whether it be Women in the Word or Crack of Dawn, Crack of Dust for women and then men. Um, so many things. So I just encourage you to go to the website for all the different ministry opportunities of how you can grow, connect, and serve so you can be a little more like Jesus next year than when you are today, right? I mean, right, that's, that's Mark's mantra, and I think that's a great one. So um, Rose, Scott, thanks so much for being Thank here. Thank you exciting uh, worship service to unpack so thanks for your thoughts well the fact of the matter guys is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour but rather transform a lifetime until next week much love and god bless